Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Greg Brown. How's it going, Greg? Yes, doing very well, thank you. Very well. Have you had a good week? It's been a fantastic week and a fantastic August. And hopefully tonight, St. Johnston can get through their tie against Lask to uh, maybe set up a conference playoff match next month. So, looking good. Yeah, it's all heading in the right direction. Um, yeah, we should probably say this is obviously the, the Scottish football podcast and to a certain extent we're doing it a wee bit blind because three of the teams are in action in Europe tonight. But we'll do our best, you know, they might um, actually affect the games at the weekend, but we're going to have a look ahead to the weekend. And to do so, we're del- delighted to be joined again by Jim Delhunt. It's been a while, Jim, since we've had you on the, the Gambler Betting podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. I'm looking forward to chatting through uh, another cracking weekend of Scottish football. Yeah, it's looking like a very good card. We were just saying that before we started recording there. Um, things are getting a wee bit more back to normal, Jim. Have you managed to get back to the football yourself yet? Yeah, uh, seen some football, seen some horse racing, which is obviously key to my lifestyle as well. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, been uh, doing a few gigs at Hamilton Park and uh, Musselburgh in Perth. So, and looking forward to the Air Gold Cup coming up in, uh, I think it's just a month away now. So, yeah, it's not uh, yeah we're, we're all we're all yeah. back, and there's a crowd back at the racing, and uh, it's great to see the football crowds back as well. It's just, it's so refreshing after what a terrible year and a half we all had. Yeah, we should never take it for granted again, should we? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I was going to ask if there's anything with that in mind. Obviously, crowds are back, and Greg, you could have touched on last week um, in terms of goals and cards and stuff like that. Is there anything caught your eye, Jim, from a betting angle? that's maybe changed from last season or something yeah, you can pick up? Yeah, not yet. I, I would have to say not yet, but uh, obviously monitoring on a on a daily stroke weekly basis. But uh, I, I do notice just, just from watching watching games live and also uh, I do pour over highlights for my sins, um, that the, the, the players are definitely more motivated. There is mm. absolutely no doubt about that. I don't care what anybody says. The, the players are a half a yard quicker all round. It's, it just makes such a difference having a crowd in the ground. Yeah, and that's a brilliant segue into our first game, I think, Jim, which is a Celtic's home match against St Mirren. Yeah. And if ever a team has been rejuvenated by having the crowd behind them, it looks like Celtic this season compared to last season, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know what Greg thinks, but uh, Celtic were shaky at the start, without a doubt. But uh, mm. now that the crowds are back and... Uh, Mr. Uh, Posteglu, or I, I didn't get that right at all, but uh, <laughs> their, their new Australian coach is doing a fantastic job, as far as I can see from a distance. I haven't seen them close up as yet, but certainly uh, what we're seeing on TV, Celtic are looking at the business again, and uh, it's it's going to be extremely difficult for St Mirren this week. I see they're 10, 11 to 1 in places to uh, get the win, uh, 6 to 1 to take a point from Celtic Park. You would have to say that both of those outcomes are extremely unlikely, and uh, I, I, I'd be very surprised if anybody anywhere was tipping against Celtic at three to one on on Saturday against St Mirren. Yeah, Greg, I think it's just about trying to find a, a value way of getting on board with Celtic this weekend. Yeah, I would say so. I think the atmosphere at Celtic Park, on and off the field, is quite a contrast to the start of the season. I mm. think Celtic fans are happy. I see lots of Celtic strips being worn again um, at the football at the fives. So I, th- I think for Celtic, they're obviously they're scoring goals. They're still probably question marks defensively. But what a transformation. They've won five games in the spin now, albeit 
some of those games have been in European matches. But even last night, a 2-0 home win against AZ, still a very good result. So they scored, what, four goals, six goals, three goals, three goals and two goals in their last five matches. And as Jim said, I don't think anyone can oppose Celtic on, on, on Saturday. But like you say, trying to find an angle is difficult. However, um, looking at the corner markets, something that I've noticed anyway, that Celtic have been racking up the corners. They got eight, I think, um, last night, 14 at the weekend. They're hitting some really good numbers, Celtic, and that's probably part of their attack and play. Um, I know you've seen them probably up front and close yeah. um, and in the flesh. They are attacking at pace, and it's a, it's a real pleasure to watch, I believe. Yeah, I mean, just it's a different intensity to the games altogether this season compared to last season. So, you know, that manifests itself in Celtic getting the ball forward quickly. Um, they're trying to play with kind of wide players as well, which is probably contributing to the corner count. Um, but yeah, they've just really been rejuvenated in the last few games. I think there is a tendency so far for them to burn out a wee bit. Um, the way the manager wants them to play is with this high press and I think you can only do that for so long over the course of a 90 minutes so certainly what's been noticeable over those games um, is that they've led at half time as well um, and a half time lead last night was 13 to 8 which I thought was a, a great price mm. um, so yeah this wasn't a match that I initially looked at in much detail but having spent a bit of time this morning I think there's two angles here I think Celtic to get seven corners at five to six has a very good chance. But I do like the look of the bet builder, which is Celtic just to win the match. Two Celtic goals and five Celtic corners is five to six. And I'd be very surprised if that didn't land on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I just I kind of think that Celtic are playing really well at home. It remains to be seen how well they can translate that away from home, but we don't need to worry about that tomorrow in terms of getting, or sorry, on Saturday, in terms of getting on board with Celtic. Um, and I know you've highlighted the fact that they've got some defensive uh, question marks still, but I do think another way of potentially getting on board with Celtic at the weekend is either on the win to nil market, where they're 65, or over two and a half goals for Celtic, where they are 11 to 10. Um, and I know that uh, our old podcast friend Div from Pine Bovro is, is it fair to say he's dreading this one? He's fearful, I must admit, he's very <laughs> fearful for Saturday. <laughs> uh, Jim, any any thoughts from you on how to get on board with Celtic here? Yeah, I mean, I, I respect uh, both of those opinions uh, without a doubt, but... Uh, I always find first and last goal scorers impossible, but I do like the anytime goal scorer market. And uh, there's still, would you believe, some value in Kyogo Furuhashi. Uh, you can still get uh, 10 to 11, him scoring any time against St Mirren. I think that's a fantastic bet on Saturday. Yeah. And the other one I want to throw in there, this sounds really obvious given that he scored last night, but Jamesy Forrest, I think, is coming on to a real game for Celtic. I think he's going to be a key player all season this year. And Paddy Power are going 21 to 10, James Forrest, Forrest to score any time against St Mirren. I think that is tremendous value. Yeah, the only caveat I would throw in with those bets, Jim, is that they've got that tricky tie uh, in Holland in midweek. And I just wonder if the manager will take the opportunity, which he's not done yet, to try and rotate some of those front players. Yeah, the, the good thing about that, though, Paul, is that you, if, as long as your players are starting, you've got a sure. bet. If they're not, yeah. you don't need to bother. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I think Furuhashi now, what, six goals since he joined? And obviously, yeah, yeah. Postacoglu knows him very well. So he's probably been the signing of the season so far, you'd have to say, in the, yeah. the Scottish yeah. Premiership. And Jim, I'm like you. 
not a fan of first goal scorer bets, but I also had a, a quick look, and I'm glad you find a better price than I did because I got one to two <laughs> when I first looked, and that obviously went oh well. I'll, I'll leave that alone. But ten yeah. to eleven looks very good. Well, I'm I'm looking at them just now, and uh, Skybet, Paddy Power, Betfair, and uh, McBookie all ten to eleven Furuhashi uh, for any time goal scorer. Yeah, looks good. A, that's a pretty decent show given his record so far. Okay, so there's a few angles there in terms of how to get on board with Celtic. The other game on Saturday is Livingston v Motherwell. Um, Greg, we kind of touched on this earlier in the week. Uh, Motherwell looked a big price, and they still look a big price at 13-5. Lots of people fancied Livingston to kind of struggle this season after their exploits last season. To be fair to them, they've had a pretty tough start to the season um, against Rangers, against Aberdeen, a game which they fed through the... the well, one point, three points away um, in the last minute. And then they won in penalties uh, last weekend against St Mirren. So it's not been all doom and gloom for, for Livingston so far, has it? No, it's not. But, but I absolutely cannot be having Livingston at just a shade above evens. Yeah. Um, as we discussed most weeks in the podcast, the, the there's not much between the sides in the bottom six. There, there's really not. Um, Motherwell at 13-5, to five for me, are probably overpriced. I think Livy have come out a little bit. I think they're now 6-5, Livy, to win this match. But what it does do, though, it gives me a great opportunity on a, a market that I really like in this sort of game. And it usually is involving Livingston at home, where we can get Motherwell double chance. Now, Motherwell double chance were 8-11, to 11, which I think is a very fair price for them not to lose the game. Um, Motherwell start to the season has been a bit shaky, I'd say. Knocked out the cup last weekend at Dundee. It was really disappointing. Um, they drew one all in Perth. They lost 3-2 in a fantastic game at Fur Park a few weeks ago. So not a great start for Motherwell, but I I believe they can go to Livingston on Saturday and not lose. And if you throw in one goal to be scored in the match, so over 0.5 goals, that gives you a nice 21-20 double. And one thing I did discover this week, Motherwell own Livingston. And what I mean by that is, Livy have only won two of the last 22 meetings between the sides. Wow. Who who knew? I didn't know that until this week. Who knew? Yeah. So 15 defeats, five draws and just two wins for Livingston. So Motherwell definitely got the edge on Livy at the moment. I just feel the price in Motherwell was a bit too high. And that double of Motherwell double chance and a goal in the match looks a tasty 21 to 20 with bet 365. Yeah, I think looking at that, the 35 is very much it's a value bet as opposed to anything that Motherwell have done so far this season, Jim. They've been a wee bit disappointing. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of edging towards Greg's thinking here because uh, I, I think Motherwell need to stop the rot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the thinking on this game is that I, I think they would be very, very happy to leave Livingston with a point. Uh, Livingston, uh, six to five favourites, not for me, even at home. Even against a team out of form like Motherwell, I couldn't take six to five of it. Livingston, Motherwell, nine to four, five to two. Well, if they were playing slightly better than they were, then I can see the value angle there. But I, I really do think that uh, they may approach this game with a with a view to steadying the ship, getting a draw, and getting out, and then thinking about the rest of the season. I mean, your points are valid about Livingston. They had a horrendous opening game at Ibrox. Who would have wanted that? Absolutely no team in the Premiership where I wanted that game. They've now, uh, their reward for getting through in the League Cup is another trip to Ibrox. I mean, how unbelievably unlucky is that? Uh, so there we go. I, I, I don't think they're going to progress in the League Cup. I suspect they'll they'll fancy themselves a little because they were unlucky 
uh, to lose against Aberdeen at home a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but 6-5, not for me. Motherwell, I think they'll uh, steady the ship, get a draw and be pretty happy with that. OK, so Greg, your tip on this one is going to double chance plus Motherwell to score. And yeah, I'm also quite keen it. on Motherwell corners. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the corner market. Um, I think I tipped Motherwell in Perth two weeks ago to get four. Uh, they've got six. And they're 13 to 10 to get five corners on Saturday. So again, another possible angle there. Yeah, but happy to take double chance and a go in the match. OK, that moves us on to Sunday. We've got Dundee v Hibernian. Um And two teams who have started not too bad uh, this season. Dundee, Dundee uh, other than that, 6 0 defeat to Celtic at Celtic Park. They must be reasonably happy with their start to the season. And Hibs, top of the table, two good wins into the quarterfinals of the League Cup, a real chance of progressing to the semi-finals with a, a tie at Tanner Dice. Um, and it's just a shame, really, for, for the whole Scottish football that has suffered uh, an exit in the European Conference League, Jim. Otherwise, things would have been absolutely flying at Easter Road at the moment. Yeah, but it means they don't have that to worry about approaching this game. Uh, they, they, can, they can approach this game at Dens Park as, as a match. They can target three points from. I'm pretty convinced that Jack Ross would approach this uh, this game uh, looking for a win, even though he is away from home. Uh, Dundee, slightly disappointing for me so far, I would have to say. I mean, you, you can obviously look at the Celtic game and go 6-0, let's just forget that. But I, I thought they'd do better than lose 6-0 in that game. Yes, they, they got the result against Motherwell in the Cup last weekend. Well done to them for getting through. Uh, that Ashcroft goal uh, quite late in the match, taking them through against Motherwell, good on them. They're back at home, they'll have a decent crowd uh, uh, for the visit of Hibs uh, on Sunday. Um, I, I haven't really found an angle into this game, apart from uh, giving my normal opinion as to how it might turn out. Uh, and, and the way I think it might turn out is that Hibs will win the match. Now, I don't like the price. Uh, 10 to 11, uh, 20 to 23, not particularly impressed by the price. But I'm not going to tip Dundee uh, just for the sake of it. I think Hibs are the better side. The surface at Dens Park should suit Hibs absolutely ideally. Uh, and I would take them to win that match, uh, even though I don't think the price is particularly good. Greg, I'm just looking at the, the head-to-heads here. Uh, my records that I've got in front of me only go back 10 games. Uh, Hibs have won seven and drawn three over the last 10 meetings between these two sides. Yeah, I think Hibs are quite rightly favourites. But I would agree with Jim. I can never take Hibs away from home. Odds on. Um, I think ten to eleven. To be fair, Greg, you can hardly take them at home. At odds on. Well, that is true. Actually, I prefer <laughs> Hibs at odds against. <laughs> um, I think Hibs away form last season was quite pivotal in their finishing third. I think they won eleven away matches last season, which is probably the most they've won in the league away from home in quite some time. They've secured up Martin Boyle after this week's kind of transfer saga with Aberdeen which I must say, outside looking in, I quite enjoyed that, actually. <laughs> quite enjoyed Aberdeen um, offering a, a paltry amount for a rival club's best player. Um, but I think Hibs soon sorted that out, and I think he's now signed a three-year deal. Yeah, he um, he's played a blinder there, hasn't he? He absolutely has. Um, he obviously is probably one of Hibs' best players. I think we've spoken about him before, being the most foul player in the league. Um, I wouldn't like to pick uh, a winner from this match, but I must say I do agree with Jim that Hibs should, should should edge this match. Looking at Dundee at home, they drew with Motherwell and they progressed. Sorry, they, they drew with St Mirren, sorry, and they progressed in the cup last week to set themselves up for a cup 
what quarter final with St Johnson, yeah, I think, yeah. for the 18th of September. So that'd be a cracking match. Dundee are hitting some pretty good numbers for corners. They got 17 last week, which is quite unbelievable. It must be a record. Um, they got eight at home to St Mirren as well. So um, 11 to eight for five plus. Not sure. Hibs do concede plenty of corners. And what I would say is Charlie Adam is more than likely to get booked. He just yeah. can't help himself. Yeah, <laughs> He's been booked twice already this season. Booked in two BC games. Dundee have picked up two red cards already. So they've picked up seven yellow cards, Dundee, and two reds in their last three matches. Two league games and a cup game. So possibly there could be an angle or an edge here on maybe Dundee cards and Dundee corners. But I'm going to sit tight on that one and I'll post it on the channel come Saturday. Okay. So no clear-cut bet on this one for either of you? No, nothing's standing out for me at the moment, no. Okay. Not really. Okay, next up, uh, I hesitate to call this match of the weekend because I don't know that it'll actually be that good a game, but Hearts v Aberdeen <laughs> is certainly intriguing and I think it will tell us a lot about probably both sides this season as to how this game goes. Greg, we spoke earlier in the week about Hearts and we think they'll do absolutely fine this season and off the back of Aberdeen's trip to Baku tonight, um, it might be the best time to play Aberdeen this Sunday. Yeah, I believe so. Aberdeen 12 to 5, Hearts 6 to 5. I don't think you can underestimate a three and a half thousand mile trip to Azerbaijan. It's hardly ideal preparation for this match. I think Hearts performed much better in that second half against Celtic last week after a really dismal first half. Mm-hmm. Um, quite easy this game for me. It's, a, it's simply a no bet. What I would say is I think um, I was quite critical last weekend of Stephen Glass. I think he got it completely wrong last weekend. Obviously, benefit of hindsight, with that starting lineup to go to Wraith Rovers and be knocked out of the League Cup with an eye on, obviously, tonight's match in, in Baku. But what I would say is Aberdeen have only won two trophies in the last 26 years. They've only got two opportunities to win a trophy, Aberdeen, every season, and that's the League Cup and the Scottish Cup. And they've thrown one away already by playing a much, much weakened side at Wraith Rovers. So if I was an Aberdeen fan, I'd be pretty pissed off, to be fair. Um, they'll have to get a result um, in this European two-legger against um, Quarberg tonight and next next Thursday. And if they get through, then, then great. But a, it was a massive risk, and obviously it didn't pay off last weekend. Um, Hearts at home should rack up some corners, probably. But I, I couldn't find a clear angle in this match. Jim, any thoughts on this one? Yep. Quite simple, Hearts will win, no problem. Loving your confidence. Aberdeen made a complete cow's bottom of last weekend at <laughs> Kakodi. Uh, I couldn't believe he made so many changes for a cup tie against a team which he must have known would have been very well organised under John McGlynn. Uh, they lost that game, they deserve to lose that game. I do hope for the Aberdeen fans' sake that they progress in Europe because that's what it's all about, according to them. Uh, the League Cup didn't matter. Uh, but Hearts, I thought, were superb in the second half against Celtic. They could easily have rolled over and been absolutely horsed 4 or 5 nil. They only lost by three goals to two. I think they are an excellent side in the making. Uh, admittedly, when I tipped them to beat Celtic earlier in the season, Celtic were extremely poor and Hearts took advantage of that. Uh, Celtic have probably overtaken them now, but they are still a very good side in the making. And I think... Odds against Hearts on Sunday against an Aberdeen team coming back from Europe, whatever the result, is a rock 
solid home win. Loving your confidence, Jim. Yeah, I was really, really impressed with Hearts in the second half last last week once they actually steadied the ship a wee bit against Celtic. And as I touched on earlier, Celtic do tend to, to tire a wee bit towards the end of games because they put so much effort into the early part of games. But I think Hearts will be absolutely fine this season. And just looking at the results, yeah. that was that was their first defeat this season, albeit you know they played against lesser opposition in the League Cup. Um, but yeah, off the back of that long trip. I think you're probably looking at 30 degree heat tonight in Baku for Aberdeen. I've seen that the pitch is going to look like a, a totty field. As is that well. what it's called? Is it a pitch? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it just doesn't bode well for, for Aberdeen to make that trip. It'll be a tough 90 minutes. Um, and then the last place you probably want to be going to outside of Celtic Rangers is Tynecastle on yeah. Sunday, Jim. Okay, so feel the confident vote of confidence there for uh, for Hearts on Sunday. Um, Possibly an angle in this match could be cards. I think there's candidates across both sides uh, for cards. Halliday being one, Haring is another one. I think we tipped him to get booked on Sunday at Celtic Park, and Aberdeen have Lewis Ferguson and Scott Brown. So could be a feisty affair actually. Um, be interesting to see what kind of markets we can get on cards. Yeah, that's a pretty decent shout as well. Maybe have a wee look at who who the the man in the middle is. Um, may have some bearing on it as well. Okay, uh, also on Sunday we've got Rangers visit to Ross County. Rangers, I guess you could say they bounce back from, from three defeats with a, a fairly routine win over Dunfermline in the Cup on Friday night um, and a chance to kind of rebuild the confidence tonight against Alash Kert, is it they're playing? Um, and then Ross County on Sunday. Uh, can't say much more than a Rangers win here, Jim. Um, I'm looking at the stats and Ross County have failed to score in their last six against Rangers. They've not scored a goal yeah. in the league, the two league games this season, but more worryingly for Malcolm McKay, according to the stats, they've not even had a shot on target yet this season in the league. Yeah, it's an away win, isn't it? It's uh, it's, it's trying to get uh, a, a decent price about the away win in your multiple bet. Uh, and I, I can see just looking that Hills are currently 1-4. to four. I don't think they'll still be 1-4 to four on Sunday. So I suspect if you're doing your weekend multiples, you should do them ahead of uh, the Saturday games. 1-4 um, to four Rangers, uh, they'll win the match. I don't have any doubt about that. I know people will say, oh, well, they lost at Dundee United. Well, yeah, so they did, but they lost to a decent Dundee United side. And what I can't believe about this game is that Ross County are the same price as United. Now, there actually was some hope for Dundee United in that game against Rangers, whereas I just cannot grasp any kind of hope for Ross County in this one. Uh, so I would suggest that if you're going to take one to four, two to nine Rangers in your multiples, then you're going to be pretty safe. Unless Ross County shows something that they certainly haven't shown anyone so far this season. Yeah, there's no, not been any signs, has there, Greg, um, that Ross County could do anything this weekend? No, definitely not. I was ending well for our first game of the season and we played Ross County up there. Um, and I must admit, I wasn't impressed at all by Ross County. The, the match finished 0-0, but in terms of an attacking threat, no corners. I don't think Xander Clark made a save. Um, and they were very happy just to contain the match. Lots of fouls. They got four bookings against us in that match. Mm-hmm. They got two bookings at Hibs um, two weeks ago. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Ross County rack up at least another two or three cars on Sunday. But yeah, I think the one to four should be snapped up. Um, can't see anything but a Rangers win. They are five to six to score in both halves, Rangers, mm-hmm. um, which could be Not an angle, bad. which isn't bad at all. Um, but yeah, I think Ross County are in for a long, hard season. And I noticed this morning their coach left today as well. So 
I'm not sure what's happened there or Is who's replacing him. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So he, he's favourite for the Hamilton job, so that probably makes sense. But yeah. even that in itself isn't ideal at this no. early part of the season, losing part of your backroom staff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think um, it should be a comfortable away win. Yeah, and it won't surprise anyone who listens to this podcast to hear me quote Rangers 1-0, <laughs> uh, which is 10 to 11 at Bet365. Might be better priced elsewhere. I've not had a, a full check on it. But another bet that I've I've really enjoyed this season is, is taking teams who are short prices uh, to score more than one goal whilst uh, not conceding. So on a bet builder, you can get 65 on Rangers to score over one goal and Ross County to score under one goal which I quite like the look of as an alternative to get some more value out of that game if you like the, the win to nil market. That sounds good as well, Paul, yeah. Yeah. OK, last but not least in the Premier League, uh, and we've saved the best of last, Greg St. Johnson v Dundee United on Sunday. Yeah, very, very excited about this match. I wasn't up until this morning. It was a match I was going to leave alone completely um, for, for, for a variety of reasons. One, my record backing against St. Johnston is abysmal. <laughs> Absolutely abysmal. Even Galatasaray couldn't do me a favour. So, looking at this game, though, we are playing in Austria tonight. Um, very tough match. It's a very, very good team, actually. Um, we've had European games the last two Thursdays. Dungeon United fresh off the back of that one against Rangers. They didn't perform well at air last weekend, United. Probably very, very fortunate to go through, actually, um, having spoken to a few people who were at that match. But they won in penalties in the next round of the Cup and they travelled to Perth with the backing of, what, 3,000 fans? There's going to be, what, 14 to 5 you're getting on United, so just a shade under 3 to 1. Now, I wouldn't like to pick a winner from this game, I must admit. I think we're 19 to 20, but as we all know, travelling away in Europe on a Thursday night, Man City and Liverpool struggle sometimes with this. Uh, yeah. Having multiple games, two or three games a week, not a lot of recovery time between now, between Thursday night and Sunday. Having looked at a couple of markets, I could not believe my eyes. So this was an app, and I think I must have phoned about four people this morning just to give them the heads up before putting it on the channel. Dundee United are five to six to get four corners on Sunday, which for me was that material straight away. Mm-hmm. They hit five against Rangers. They got four up at Aberdeen. They hit five at Ayr at the weekend. And we've conceded seven at Arbroath last week. Motherwell hit us for six two weeks ago. And I just think with the lack of recovery time that we've got, I don't think the price in United should be what it is. I think 14 to five is big. Um, I, I don't think it's factoring in the fact we do have a, re- a very, very tough game tonight. And the value definitely sits here for me with Dungeon United to get four corners at five to six. Or alternatively, you can take United double chance. I think, again, a very, very reasonable four to five. Four to five not to lose the game, given the fact that we've already drawn our opening two matches away at Ross County 0-0 and 1-1 at home to Motherwell. So I think for me, value-wise, I'd be getting all over Dungeon United here. Yeah, I was just going to mention the draws. St. John's have become kind of draw specialists, Greg. They've drawn, uh, was it, four out of their last five, seven out of their last ten, if you include friendlies, and four, the last four meetings between the two sides have also ended up level. So, yeah, five to two the draw, for me, looks a fairly decent shout. We're very keen to see how we get on tonight. Mm. Um, if we're still in the tie um, for next week's match, there's no doubt Calum Davidson will make changes. Because mm. progressing through this tie... It's a three million pound windfall yeah. for the club, yeah. which is absolutely huge. Yeah. So we can expect changes on Sunday. I think that's a very good show. Jim, are you 
Although yeah, well, if, if I take anything from this podcast, it'll be that uh, five to six about United getting four corners because I'm very attracted to that as well. Thank you very much, Greg. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in terms of the outcome of the game, uh, bizarrely, I was actually chatting to an Air United fan this morning who felt last weekend that Dundee United were always going to get there, even if it did go to the penalty kicks. Um so I do expect them to be a force to be reckoned with again at St. Johnson. As you say, a Tayside derby in between two big European ties is very difficult for Saints. Uh, I wonder I wonder out loud if both sides would be quite happy to take a point away from this. I, I fancy a low-scoring draw. Uh, Bet365 are tops in the draw at 5-2 to two at the moment, but 9-4 is fair enough with everybody else. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think this will end up maybe a 1-1 or a 0-0. Yeah, I mean, taking <laughs> both of your advice, I think that one that you flagged up, Craig, a double chance on Dundee United. What price was that? It's four to five, and you can get that double with four United corners at eleven to four, which nice. is not a bad approach either. Yeah, yeah, and I think as you say, a lot might depend on on tonight's result in Austria. Yeah, as well. Yeah, you know definitely that? will. I think but, you can definitely be resting players come Sunday. That uh, ten to three about Dundee United might be a, a wee bit shorter than that come kick off if, if St Johnson. You know, I presume by staying in the tie, Greg, you mean don't suffer a <laughs> three or four. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, doke, that's us covered uh, the Scottish Premiership. On Friday night, there is a derby, uh, Wraith Rovers v Dunfermline. And Greg, you had earmarked this one earlier in the week for goals. Yeah, it should be a cracking match, actually. Uh, again, as we said at the start of the podcast, it's great having fans back. So a five derby, those should be, what, six or 7,000 at this game. Uh, tomorrow night, which is fantastic. Um, the tide's turned a little bit for Peter Grant. Um, yeah. After a very good start, it's not gone to plan the last couple of weeks. I think a, a very heavy 3-0 defeat at home to Dunfermline, sorry, to, to Partick Thistle, yeah. who I think, Jim, you had tipped that as your super nap, didn't you? I did, yeah, that's head, headline bet. Headline bet at 2-1, it was, it was a, a cracking shout. Terrific, 3-0, 2-1, 2-1 to one for Thistle in that match and they've then gone to um, to Ibrox and obviously it was a free hit for them but it was a pretty heavy defeat they haven't kept many clean sheets this season in fact they've only kept one clean sheet Dumbarton have scored against them Stenhouse Muir have scored against them and leading the lines of what some um, Dunfermline fans are saying they're playing a 3-4-3 which leaves them very very open yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Greg. I, I read uh, a quote from Peter Grant <laughs> where he was defending the three-four-three at Ibrooks, um, and he was kind of channeling. Tactics his... don't lose matches. <laughs> so he was ch- <laughs> ch- channeling his inner Goldie-looking chain, and he said, uh, "Formations don't lose games of football. People lose games of football." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I think, as you say, there are there are early question marks over uh, Peter Grant uh, at. at Dunfermline, um, a team who were widely kind of tipped at kind of seventy one eight to one to go well this season in in the championship, but had a, a reasonably sticky start so far. Yeah, and I was I was one of them. Um, I, I think going forward, they've got a lot of cracking players. They've got Whiten, they've got Tordorov, who'll probably be top goal scorer, I would imagine, or not far off that in in that league. So definitely got goals on that side, Dunfermline, but big big question marks defensively, and mm. I, I can't see Wraith Rovers not scoring. Um, tomorrow night yeah. I think there's a very very good chance we'll see both teams score and I think for Wraith as well after that tremendous result against Aberdeen um, last weekend in the Cup their tails will be up it's in front of a big crowd it's on the TV should be a cracking match and I think we'll see three goals tomorrow night 
Okay, Jim, any thoughts on this one? Uh, only thoughts are uh, TV cameras, Wraith Rovers on a high at home at the San Starco, I think, <laughs> would against Wraith. Fantastic bet. Wraith Rovers, 21 to 20. Uh, that is a fantastic Friday night bet. And I do like a Friday night match to kick off a wee Saturday ACA. And uh, I'll certainly be doing one with Wraith Rovers included this weekend. Yeah, they've got a Pretty decent record in this fixture as well, Jim. Um, I think they've won, well, they've only lost one in the last seven um, and won four out of the last five at Starks Park, uh, including a 5 1 scudding of the last season. How can they not be on a high after last weekend? I mean, they, they, they yeah, really should win this game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a race rovers win for Jim and over two and a half goals in the game for you, Greg. What price is that? That is 19 to 20. And just one final point sure. in this match. Um, yeah. I think the last 15 games between the sides at Starts Park has seen at least two goals scored. Okay. Uh, 10 over 2.5 and 5 over 2. So, bodes well. Yeah, well, it looks like a game yeah. that would be worth tuning in uh, for on Friday night. I think it's on BBC Scotland, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so that should, be, that should be a cracker. That takes us on to the rest of the games in the Championship and a team who I know both of you are particular fans of at the moment anyway. Um, it's Partick Thistle and they're away to Arbroath on Saturday. Greg, you got a, a close look at Arbroath last weekend uh, against St Johnson, but you still fancy Thistle here? Yeah, I'm a huge Thistle fan. I, I can see me getting a Thistle strip soon. They've been <laughs> so good to the channel since, we, since they kind of got out of that run. Probably the start of March when Falkirk collapsed. This went on a, a tremendous run to w- to win the league last season. Um, they've maintained and contained that team from last season to this season. They've strengthened. They've got goals on that side. Brian Graham's already on five, I think, for the season. They've got Zach Rudden. They've got Scott Tiffany. They've brought in Jake Hasty from Rangers and Lone. They've got Cammy Smith. I think attacking-wise, this will look tremendous this season. And they've now scored two or more goals now in 16 of their last 19 matches. Now, granted, some of those games were, or most of those games were in League One, but they scored three at home to Queen of the South on the opening day, and they went to their firm and scored three. So I think there's goals in this team. Arbroath performed very well against us last week. was very impressed by Arbroath. However, they have shipped two goals at home to the Kelty, and I think Ayr scored two against them as well. I think Thistle who might still concede in this game, but I think Thistle can score two goals in that piece 11-10 to 10 with Betfair. Jim, this all feels very unfamiliar, having some confidence in Partick Thistle. It does, doesn't it? But uh, I'm not. Get, I'm not going to repeat everything Greg said because I do agree with uh, about 95% of it. So I won't go over all that same ground. Uh, Partick Thistle, uh, I think, are going to make a big impression this season. Uh, our both, I fully appreciate. They played extremely well against St Johnson, uh, only losing out on penalties. I know Dick Campbell was very, very unhappy with the the way they took the penalties. Uh, but Partick Thistle, uh, sorry, uh, St Johnson managed to get through that game. Um, don't underestimate our growth, of course, but I think Partick are good enough to go away from home again after winning at Confirmland and win this one. Uh, I'm in a unique position here in that I used to be Ian McCall's boss uh, <laughs> when uh, he, he was he was one Tell of my on, one of my pundits on a radio show. Uh, ah. So I know how I know how to manage him, and I know that he knows how to manage football. <laughs> uh, and I I think he's doing a very good job at Partick Thistle. They had a tremendous second half of a very difficult season last year. Uh, they've started the way they mean to finish this year uh, and I'd be very disappointed if they can't justify us backing them at our growth uh, this weekend. Yeah, they've got some real momentum behind them, haven't they? And that, that win last week at Infirmland, for all we've kind of 
talked about the firm. That was a, that was a real marker for them as well, because yeah. um, you know I think as we said, a lot of people fancied in Fairland, but to go uh, to go there and win three 0 was a tremendous result for them. So yeah, I mean still a decent price at sixty five, Jim. Yeah, definitely, definitely sixty five is a, a tremendous price despite being away from home. Yeah, okay. Uh, on paper, um, probably Hamilton v Kilmarnock looks like a uh, match of the day in the Championship. I'm not convinced that it's going to be a, a match for the ages, to be honest. Um, Hamilton are managerless, although obviously, Greg, you had said that um, Taylor has now left Ross County, so he may be getting lined up for that role. Um, any angles on this one, Jim? Uh, no angles whatsoever, uh, apart from the fact I think it's a very, very difficult game to call. Um, mm. I, I'm just I'm hopeless when it comes to Hamilton's pitch. Uh, I really am. And I know people will say that Kilmarnock should be more used to it than most, given the surface at Rugby Park. But uh, it's a very difficult one for me to call. I suspect, uh, and I, I know that, in fact, I know for a fact from my notes that I am going to tip Kilmarnock at the weekend in the paper. Uh, I suspect that Kilmarnock will get the better of Hamilton on this occasion. Um, but it's a, it's a very difficult one to call. And I, I don't think the prices are particularly attractive, especially with Kilmarnock odds on uh, even though I will be tipping them to win the match. Yeah, Kelly made a decent start, Greg. Uh, a really late winner at Queen of the South. Thought they were relatively comfortable against the United, I suppose, in the end up. And then lost, I, I guess, expectantly um, at Easter Road last weekend. Um, a chance I'm still them. hurting from that game, actually. The fact yeah. they've got no corner markets in that match. Yeah, very, very upset. Sure. Um, <laughs> I guess this is a wee chance for Kelly to put down a marker as well. You know, a lot of people would maybe... I've expected Hamilton to be there or thereabouts, but there's a chance for Kelly to put some distance between them already. Yeah, I think most of us are of the opinion that we're not expecting Hamilton to have a good season. Mm-hmm. I think um, most of us are probably thinking Hamilton mid-table this season is probably quite fair. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly how it seems to be panning out so far. It is very early days, but I have to say, Greba Jim, there's nothing really standing out here, but I do think Kilmarnock will win the match. Um, I think 17-20, to 20, Probably a little bit short. I'd be looking for even money here for Kilmarnock, um, at least. But I, I do think they'll win the match. Um, could be tight. Not a big fan of that pitch either. 1-0 Kilmarnock for me. OK. Uh, other games in the Championship are Morton v Queen of the South and Inverness v Air United. Either of you guys any <laughs> I didn't even look at those matches. I, saw the, I looked at the match and went, not a clue. Too difficult to call. Well, I've, I've actually looked at both, and and one of them, uh, one of them interests me, uh, but not at a great price. I'll I'll deal with the other one first uh, because uh, one or, one or two guys who I do listen to, who have seen Morton a couple of times, uh, think that they could be Queen of the South, and they're an interesting price, about thirteen to ten. Uh, I haven't done anything about that yet, but I will be looking at that market because I do respect these guys' opinions, uh, and they are at home, of course. Uh, but the other one, I think, in terms of uh, a multiple bet for the weekend. Inverness are odds on, but I do think they have a good thing going up there this season. Uh, and Air United, uh, despite their performance against Dundee United at uh, Somerset Park, which, as we all know, is a fortress when it comes to when it comes to cup ties of all persuasions, uh, I, I suspect Inverness up there will have way too much for Air United. And I think probably four to six is a pretty decent bet for Inverness to be air at the weekend. Yeah, I guess that's one for the Akers, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to League One. Um, ah, 
just a, an intriguing league altogether. Um, there's a few prices that are going to reel some people in this weekend, I think. We've got Queen's Park away at Alloa, 8-5. to five. Uh, You've got Cove at Even Money at Dumbarton. And also Montrose is a team that we spoke about a fair bit. Greg on the podcast there, 8-5 to five to win East Fife. Uh, what's your standout bet in uh, League One this weekend? Quite simple for me. Cove away to Dumbarton. Um, Cove won 5-2 at home to East Fife last weekend. Podcast friend Mitch Menginson with a hat-trick. He'll be top goal scorer in that league. I've got no doubt about that at all. Obviously, a lot has been said about Cove's squad. It's a very, very strong squad. Uh, very, very experienced side. They really need to improve their away form. At home, up in Aberdeen, very, very strong, but they probably don't pick up enough results away from home. And this is an ideal opportunity against a side who I've tipped at the start of the season to really struggle. And on the opening day, They've gone to Clyde and battered them 3-0. <laughs> so I had to send a sincere apologies to all connected with Dumbarton. That said, though, I do think Cove are a much better side than Dumbarton. Um, it's not a nice place to go to play football, Dumbarton. Always seems to be a very stuffy place. Lots of low-scoring matches, 0-0s, 1-0s. However, I think Cove's tail should be up after last weekend's win. I think it could have been more than 5-2. And I think with the league's best striker in the ranks in Mitch Meganson and Rory McAllister as well, to be fair, um, I think we found an absolute gem on Monday, which yeah. was Cove to score two or more goals at 13-8 to was a tremendous price, given the fact they were evens to win the game. So you don't often find that disparity between a team to win and a team to score two. Mm-hmm. But we did, and I was all over Cove to score two or more at 13 to 8. That's now been backed in to 5 to 4 or 11 to 10. But I still think it's a very backable price and I do think Cove will win this match. Yeah, that probably feels like the, the natural price in terms of what it should be. Um, yes. Jim, quite happy to get one Cove even money or do you think Dumbarton could pull off a, a result here? No, no. Um, I mean, only two games interested me in, in this uh, division this weekend. Uh, one was Queen's Park away at Aloha. And I just could not come down uh, on either side, never mind even tipping the draw there. Uh, but Cove Rangers, I, I suspect they will win that match. And I'll actually be surprised if they're even money by Saturday because I think quite a few people yeah. latch on to that. Uh, so Cove Rangers away to Dumbarton uh, would be my one and only in, in League One. And I've only got one coming up in League Two as well, so apologies. That's OK. Uh, it's one of those matches where you can't not back Cove at that price. You yeah. can't be sitting yeah. here at quarter to five on Saturday and they've won 3 0 and you're going. Why haven't a bad cove? Exactly. I wish I'd taken that. Yeah. Yep. What I was going to say, though, Greg, was last week we kind of advised against Kelty Hearts. Uh, we thought that was going to be a tricky one when I think Kelty are probably the first name on people's actors at the weekend. An interesting one this weekend is going to be Queen's Park. There's going to be plenty of people just look at that on paper um, and probably jump in at that 85. Mm, you know what? I'm not convinced. I think yeah. that game at Allo is a very, very tricky match for Queen's Park. Yeah. Aloha haven't started the season off great. However, they are decent at home. They beat East Fife at home on a plastic pitch as well. I know Queen's Park are playing at Fur Hill for their sins <laughs> this season um, whilst they are still actually developed. But it is a very good price. I, I'm just not convinced. I think it's a very, very tough game for Queen's Park. And that will really kind of give us a, a gauge as to how likely they are to be champions this season, Queen's Park, in a really tricky match. But I think for me, it's a game best left alone. Yeah, and I guess you're of a similar mindset, Jim. Yeah, very much so. Um, in, in terms of Queen's Park, I, I, the, the reason I'm, I'm dodgy about Queen's Park is I just don't know enough about Aloha just yet mm. uh, yeah. under Barry Ferguson. I'd like to, 
to see and hear about them a, a few more times before I actually put some hard-earned on any game involving that team at the moment. Yep, OK. So nothing else in League One from either of you? Nope. We'll move on to League Two. Uh, and I guess you know, we need to start at Kelty Hearts. Greg, a 2-2 draw with four for last week. I won't lie. I was absolutely ecstatic that Forfar got a result last week because I, I know a lot of people have jumped all over Kelty, but they were four to seven, which I just wasn't having. Um, four to seven away to what you'd probably classify as their main rival, their main challenger for the league. And bearing in mind, Forfar started the season very well. Yeah. So I thought the price was very disrespectful to Forfar, but that said, I, I couldn't back against Kelty. So it was an easy one for just for me, for me to leave alone. So I was very pleased to see that finish 2-2. I um, appreciate a lot of people wouldn't be fooling that view as they probably would have threw it into the racker. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought the 4-7 was, was too short. And um, a, great, a great result for, for Forfer. Yeah, so Kelty are, I'm just looking at, they've had them at 4-9. Yeah, 4-9 best price to win at Edinburgh. Again, looks like a reasonably solid bet this weekend. Though Edinburgh have made a, a fairly sticky start to the season. They have. Edinburgh have really struggled this season. I laid them on the opening day away to Albion Rovers. Yeah. Uh, we backed Albion Rovers at 7-2 in that match. Edinburgh City very, very short. 8-13 they were to win that match. Mm-hmm. And they, they haven't performed well at all this season, Edinburgh City. Really struggling. Haven't been a side you'd always expect to be up there towards the kind of top two or three spaces in the league. Um, I don't hold much hope for them here. And I think, yeah, the 4-9 f- on Kelty will be pretty solid. Um as well as Kelty to score two, Kelty half-time, full-time might be an angle as well. But again, it's, it's too short for me to, to get involved in and I'm not going to try and find an angle because it is a very attractive card this weekend and there's just so much other stuff I can be looking at. Yeah, Jim, you said you had one bet for us in League Two. Um, I'm going to guess that it's four for. Yeah, I think yeah. you said it correctly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, was, I was very, very tempted to back them at home against Kelty last weekend and I didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, it did end up a 2-2 draw. Uh, but I still thought that was a fantastic result for Forfar. Uh, and I think they can possibly go away to Elgin and, and get a win. Now, quite tight betting on this. And I was, to be perfectly honest, I was hoping for a better price because Elgin City had a really good win last weekend against Albion Rovers. I think they won 1-3-0. 1-3-0, yeah. yeah. I was going to say 2. They won 3-0. Um, so well done to them and they're at home this weekend uh, and they, they will obviously fancy their chances but I was hoping for 2-1 to one for far this weekend but as far as I can see it's only 6-4, to 13-8 but I'm still tempted, I still think Forfar can go go to Elgin and get a result and uh, as I say that's that's the one game in that division I, I, I would agree that with everybody that Kelty Hearts is uh, multiples fodder this weekend uh, at the price but uh, Forfar um might even be worth a, a wee single if they were a better price than 64 mm. or 13 to 8. But I certainly fancy them to win at Elgin. Yeah, just pre-podcast, I was having a look at Forfar and didn't realise that they've actually only been beaten once uh, this season in seven games. And that was uh, yeah. away at Dundee, you know, who we've already touched on. Um, I've made a, a reasonable start to, to life back in the, the Premiership. So they're certainly one of the forum teams in Scotland. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of understand you're looking for a bigger price, but 13 to 8 looks not too bad. Although, to be fair, they don't have a great record against Elgin. Um, no. But we're prepared to overlook that. Uh, the other one, that, that game, Jim, just wonder what your thoughts were on the 10 to 11 on the draw no bet market for Forfa. Uh, Forfa 10 to 11 draw no bet. Yeah, couldn't argue with yeah. that. That's not too bad at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought as much as well. Um, okay, I think, is there anything else in League 2 before we wrap up there? 
No, it's quite a tricky card to be fair. Um, Albion, Vianna and Athletic. Annan started the season really well actually. So have Albion until last weekend, zero defeat against Elgin. Um, Steny, Cowdenbeath. I must admit, I'm kind of got a bit of love for Cowdenbeath. Um, they brought in Liam Buchanan, who's already on set schools for the season. I think they are overpriced at 13 to 8 away at Steny, but very early in the season yet, and I think things should become a little bit easier as the weeks p- push on. Yeah, Cowdenbeath didn't play last week, is that right? No, I tipped them double chance to That's score right. yeah. last weekend yeah. against Stranraer, but that match was postponed due to COVID. Yeah. Um, nothing else for you, Jim, in, in League Two? No, fine. Okay, we'll move on. And that, that pretty much wraps up everything for us uh, across the four divisions. Uh, Greg, can you just give us a wee recap of your best bets for this weekend? Yeah, sure. It's one of those weekends where... Like where they stop. Got, yeah, I could have put up eight or nine different selections this weekend. Uh, some weekends you're struggling to find three or four, but this weekend looks a fantastic card. So starting in the Premiership, I'm taking Celtic um, to win, score two goals, and to deliver five corners in a bet builder, and that pays five to six with bet three six five. Um, next up, I'm taking Motherwell double chance and over one over zero point five match goals in their game at Livingston. And that pays 21 to 20. Um, I may be looking at cards and corners for Dundee against Hibs, but I'll share that on the channel once we get some prices. Um, similarly for the Hearts-Aberdeen game, um, keen to see what sort of angle we can get on cards in that match. My weekend nap comes from Perth. I'm taking Dundee United to hit four corners at a five to six, and that'll be this weekend's Scottish nap. And that's one that I'm really, really strong on. Um, Moving into the championship on Friday night, I'm taking over 2.5 match goals, Wraith Rovers versus Dunfermline at 19 to 20. And I'm taking Partick Thistle to score two goals away at Arbroath, and that pays 11 to 10. And last but not least, in League One, I'm taking Cove Rangers to score two or more goals away to Dumbarton, tipped at 13 to 8 on the channel um, on Monday, and that's now a 5 to 4 best price. Your, your recap of bets is longer than some podcasts that we've recorded previously. <laughs> uh, Jim, uh, can you give us your best bets for the weekend as well, please? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep mine simple. Uh, I'm obviously saving one or two English ones for the column in the Scottish Sun on Saturday. Of course. Uh, in, in the favourite pullout, as you hopefully will know, um, on Saturday, Partick Thistle to win at Arbroath. You can find your own prices, but we're hoping they're odds against. And on Sunday... Uh, Hearts to beat Aberdeen at Tynecastle again. They're odds against that at the moment. And the draw for me on Sunday is St Johnson against Dundee United. So those three party to win away. Hearts at home, St Johnson, Dundee United draw. Brilliant. OK, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at Jim Delahunt, uh, where there's pl- plenty of betting in the Scottish football chat from both guys. Uh, as Jim mentioned, if you want more tips from him, then make sure you pick up a copy of The Scottish Sun, where he posts regular football and racing tips in there. And uh, always, I don't know, Jim, what your strike rate is, but you always seem to pick someone else. I, I don't know how you do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's where, you, that's where you can find out uh, some more tips from Jim. If you want more tips from Greg, then you should join his channel uh, on the Gambler Network. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details there. And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Jim for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Jim. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And Greg, thank you again for joining me. And best of luck to everyone for the bets this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Cheers. Cheers.